Yo, yo, yo! Welcome, welcome everybody to the Fight Podcast. I am your host, Serge Vicente. And as always, man, we have a pretty fire show for you guys today. Today, I am joined by my boy, B Cam. Brandon Camille is back. He and I are going to discuss all the top news in boxing. And yo, it's been pretty fire with some of this news recently, man. So we're obviously going to go ahead and talk about Tyson Fury's last time out. We're going to talk about all of the top prospects in the sport. Which one of them is actually going to be the top dog when it's all said and done? We talk about what's going on with Golden Boy. Is there something going on with Oscar De La Hoya? Speaking of Golden Boy, we're going to talk about Canelo Alvarez. His big upcoming fight with Sergey Kovalev. <laughs> and Brandon and I have a... How, how do I say this? He and I have a spirited debate on which event on November 2nd is going to be the best event. That is the UFC event headlined by Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. Or is it going to be the boxing event headlined by Canelo Alvarez and Sergey Kovalev? So look, we have a good time, man. Um, we're going to go back and forth. And uh, it's just good to talk boxing. Man, it's been a little slow, so check it out. Without further ado, enjoy my episode with Brandon Camille. Brandon, 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 what's going on, my dude? Serge, man, how you been? It's been a while. It has been some time, my brother, man. How have you been? Hey, man, I'm uh, I'm doing all right, taking it day, day by day here in Boston. Um, you know, starting to get to that time of year where, like, you have to come to that realization and just accept the fact that summer is over. Oh, uh, no bro, I thought, you, I thought you were about to hit me with a, a winter is coming. <laughs> D- damn near. Like, and I feel like up here, I suffer from like seasonal depression because like the cold weather just sucks. And so like, it's just like, it's just hanging over my head and I'm putting on more and more clothes. Like you see me wearing a hoodie right now. Hey, hey look, man, look, I, I'll be honest with you. Fall is my favorite season. Look, man, I dig fashion. I like being able to layer up. It's the best. So I'm, I'm looking forward to putting on the hoodie. And I'm not going to stunt. There was a point in time where, man, all of a sudden over here, you felt the crispness in the air. I had to throw a hoodie on that night when I was walking the pooch. And, yo, all week it has been every bit of, like, 90 degrees. Yeah, it's starting to drop a little bit lower over here. However, I'm headed across the country tomorrow to Arizona. So I'm sure I get a oh, little get last heat there, man. Last taste of the summer before it's really, really gone. For real, man. For real. Well, look, man, just to catch up with everybody. Uh, I said it on the last episode of the show, but look, man, I had uh, I think we've both been out of town doing wedding stuff. Uh, my younger brother got married. Congrats to him and his, his new bride, you know, um, I had a good time out there, man. We, we, we kicked it. Uh, I will say the best, the funniest part about the entire experience is that they just got married. Bridal party jumps into this like party trolley thing. They got booze and everything on there for the bridal party. I was best man, so obviously I'm on there. We jump on there. They go to the 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 the, the more sketchy part of town to take specific pictures, right? And we are in Chicago. No, no, we're, we we're in Bloomington, Normal, Illinois. So it's okay. like central Illinois. Uh, don't worry, not many of us have heard of it. 
But um, it is where Illinois State University is. That's where I actually went to school. So college town. Think about it like that. College town, right? So down there, it's more sketchy part of town. Little kind of like abandoned buildings and whatnot. Yo, Trolley straight dies. <laughs> well, this is fun. Yo, so we out there. We got all the bride bridesmaids over here trying to take a leak, like run into like this abandoned porta potty across the way. <laughs> the bride is freaking out. By this point in time, I've been smoking, so I don't really care. And uh, and I'm not going to stop, man. Out of nowhere, my older cousin, who's essentially my big brother, we grew up together. This dude owns his own construction company. Man, my man takes his jacket off, rolls his sleeves up. He goes out there and fixes a trolley and gets us back home. <laughs> so the thing is, like, when you have a wedding, you never want to have a story like that. But those are low key the most memorable. Like, for, for example, Thanksgiving last year, so my father invited some guy to Thanksgiving and he was just walling the whole time. Just ruin, <laughs> ruin a whole Thanksgiving meal. But. That's the one Thanksgiving that I'll always remember. Oh, yeah. And you guys will always be able to laugh about that. Yeah. So, now, I mean, now, granted, I don't, know if, I don't know if I'll be able to laugh with my my husband, my, my brother's wife about that. I don't know if she's ever going to think that was funny, but everybody else, but that shit was hilarious. You got to give her like five years, you know. Easy, easy. Because I can't that, bring it up yet. Yeah, you you definitely going to get the like the too soon look from your brother. Like, bro, like, <laughs> yeah, you had to bring it up again. <laughs> Facts, facts, man. Well, look, bro. Uh, what what else have you been on, man? Well, I know you've been up and out of town and stuff. What's been going on, man? I just been, uh, yeah, I just been traveling a lot. I was in D.C. last weekend. Um, you know, I just been I've been busy with work. The Yankees just clinched the AL East, bro. Uh, man, my my cubbies, man. I don't know what we've been doing the last little bit. We 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 were in a good spot, man. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on over there, but we're trying to win the whole thing. Anything else is a failure. So, you know, starting at starting at early by clinching the AL East. Shout out to them. Um, Giants are not in the winning mood yet. So, Man, you, you guys know, have a QB change and everything, bro. Eli is no longer. Yeah, I'm not here for the QB change just because from what I've seen of Daniel Jones in the preseason, I do believe... He, after being super critical of him being picked, he right. did actually look pretty decent in the preseason. Um, he looked damn good in the preseason, actually. When you have a quarterback like that and a team that in general just isn't that good, that's just the reality for the Giants this year outside of Saquon. Absolutely. There's no, there's a lot, I would think there's a lot more value in having Daniel Jones learn for a year and just let Eli Manning fuck up as he has been. Man. Like, I mean, like what what's, we're not going to the playoffs with Daniel Jones starting. No. So, so maybe if you want to get him some exposure at the end of games, but why not let him learn behind a veteran like Eli Manning, understand a little bit more of what he's doing wrong. Those pitfalls not to fall into sit with the coaches, learn the offense right. a little bit better. Like that's where I want him. So he comes out next year and he's swinging. They, Man, they, listen they, listen to this guy getting into his football um, bag. You're going to throw him to that New York media so early. Like that New York media is vicious. It don't matter who you are. Yeah, I get into my football bag quick. Uh, I, okay. sport. <laughs> it's not, it's not, but it's okay, man. I appreciate the passion, man. Um, okay, I got one for you. We're gonna stick with football for a hot second. Yo, Ooh. what's up with your boy Antonio Brown? 
You in Boston? First, what's up? First, first of all, for, first of all, the usage of your term, my boy, is <laughs> something I don't appreciate. Because, like, and um, and, and me and Serge have a mutual friend named Jason, and uh, I was actually texting Jason around the time that a lot of the just the bullshit was happening. This is maybe a few days after he got traded to the Patriots. The initial rape allegations are coming out. And like, it's just so much going going on. And I mean, while the rape allegations are an isolated incident, that's something on its own. And we don't know many details aside from the fact that he's not being prosecuted criminally. Yeah, that's that's a little fishy. Let's let's just stay away from that, because, I mean, you know, who knows what's going on there? So I'm just going to stay away from that. Very true. But in general, like. Antonio Brown was just tripping like he he blew all that money saying he wants to be released. Like, I mean, he, he was tweaking while he was on the team, not showing up for practice, arguing with the owner. Now, in all of this, I think the one moment that I can say is was probably hilarious. I wish it was on video. And it's crazy that it hasn't been on video, given that the Raiders were on hard knocks this year is him calling the GM a cracker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he said that, he, he sounded like he said it was some bass in his voice, too. That was fucking funny. But like outside of that, like, bro, where are your friends? Like who are you? You just got yes men around you. Like where is somebody to call you your OG? Something like that. Somebody got to call you. Hey, say, man, oh, it, you're it, kind it, of tripping right now. It, like, it, where's I'm your a, guidance? OK, so this is what it's I've heard. And again, you know me, I really don't watch football. But if, if he the one thing I do know is if anything happened. You got to admit, if he goes to New England, he's over there in Boston with you. They, they, they're not with the shits, man. Will he be able to be still be a B out there? I think he'll be able to. Didn't he play with them this week I, I, or is he I playing next week? He, he played last week. He scored a touchdown, you know, had a few catches. Had an OK game um, in terms of fantasy. It wasn't like anything super <laughs> dominant, but I think they wanted to, like, force the ball to him, get him in the end zone. They were also against the worst team uh, in the league by far. So Who's that, the Giants? They, ah, the Dolphins. <laughs> Dolphins. So they kind of had a little bit more room to experiment with stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, he's going to get to perform. Learning the offense is one thing because Belichick right, does right. run a pretty complicated system and he hasn't been with them for the entire offseason. But I mean, if he can get some basic stuff down between him and Josh Gordon, there's going to be a lot of room for them to succeed. Now, the question you're asking is, can he conform to the Patriot way? I am probably more of an anomaly by saying I do think he can. Because when you sign, oh hey, pay- hey, hey, keep this one short. I don't give a damn that much. And okay. we, we got this is a fight show. When you sign up to play for the Patriots, you know exactly what you're getting. The Patriots had to speak to him and his agent before he before he joined the team, so he had to understand where he was going and accept that. Like he can't just be going out there and act like he was acting like uh, when he was on the Raiders. So I do think if all these sexual allegations pass, that he will be successful. Uh, this season with the Patriots, just another weapon for the great Tom Brady. And I'm done. There it is. All right, man. Well, that was our football moment, even though we all know I don't watch that game, but it's all to the good. You know, there's too much fights to watch. There's too much amazing content on there. I don't have time to put that uh, extra nonsense in my head. Only other sport I really watch is basketball. So let's keep the party rocking. Well, I mean, a great man once said, um, what 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 do you say? No dope on Sundays. Was that Sai High? Sai High the Prince, bro. No, yeah. no, no dope on Sundays. Well, ain't no fights on Sundays. So we watching football. 
don't shit ain't no fights for you i'm over here watching all the other fights i'm watching the one championships the glory kickboxings i'm watching all those dude they got them all all the time or if i miss the fight on saturday i can't watch them all it's 12 organizations so i got that sundays are my days that i watch the rest of the fights and that's when i break down the fights for the episodes for this for this show so bro sundays i don't got no time bro i'm watching fights yeah, Sundays are a sacred day for football and church. So ah, bro. Now, I don't I go gotta, to church I'll and I don't watch football, so there you go. Hey, man, I mean, we all enable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I don't do nothing you're supposed to do on Sunday. Uh, speaking of uh, somebody who needed a hope and a prayer for a hot second, Tyson Fury. Yo. What's going on, man? He goes out here, he fights out of Wallen. A lot of individuals did not even realize he was fighting this weekend. Um, he goes out and fights out of Wallen, who's a tough guy in his own right, somewhere around 20 and 0 at the time. Um, but he's going out there fighting Tyson Fury. Third round, out of Wallen cracks Tyson Fury with a huge left hook. Tyson Fury's team believes that it was actually a, a headbutt. So they had no sense of urgency at one point in time because they just figured if it gets stopped or whatever, ESPN then relays. What real, real, real quick? ESPN relays real quick. What were you about to say? Well, I just say yes. They didn't. They didn't know, but that was the referee's fault because after the round, the referee goes to them and says, "Hey, oh, okay, it was accidental." Yeah, yeah, so they yeah, roll yeah. with that at first. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So real quick. No, I'm. Gonna, I, w- I want you to speak on that in a moment. I want you to speak on that because I thought that was interesting. And I want you to, I want to see because there was an interesting, I did not believe, and that's what I want to get into. I didn't believe it was ESPN's job to tell Tyson Fury's team that that was a cut from a punch. ESPN, literally one of their guys ran over there and was like, yo, it wasn't from a head, but it was from a punch. And that's how Tyson Fury's team figured out that that was happening. I thought that was a little wild. I mean, let's call it what it is. That was weak as fuck. Like, super, why do you ha- why do you have the broadcasters being involved in the actual fight? Like they're 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 beyond giving us commentary, telling the telling people what's going on. They are now involved in the fight, having to relay that information to the corner after the referee told them that it was an accidental headbutt. Now, I think the referee rushed to make a judgment there without having the final ruling from, I guess it would have been uh, whatever One of the uh, other judges, yeah, whatever body or the judges that was mm-hmm. sanctioning the fight. But I mean, that's something that needs to be communicated by the referee, one of the one of the ringside officials. But ESPN, come on now. That that to me was bullshit. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I just didn't like I, it. I didn't I, like it. I, at all. I didn't like it either, man. And, and here's the thing. And I have a real issue. And I, I, I spoke on this last episode of the fight podcast was I generally do do not like and I don't appreciate how biased ESPN, and for that matter, the zones commentary is for their big names. They're taking the fun out of it because at the end of the day, in boxing in general, I don't think does a great job of this unless it's one of these amazing like super fights that we've had coming up and we've had over the last couple of years or so. But ideally, what they used to do was actually sit back and pretty much tell me how this one guy is going to destroy this other guy. So why would I be interested in watching this fight? And they're kind of doing the same thing because now all they're doing is hyping up, tell me how great one person is to the point that they're showing their bias by actually going across the way and telling them, hey, by the way, this is happening. Yo, that was total trash. I think ESPN needs to take a step back 
I, I don't know if there needs to be. I'm not going to be the person that says, oh, find them or do whatever. I, it's not that big. It's not that deep. But at the end of the day, if I was Wallen's team and I fear that I heard that, I would have an issue with it. Well, I mean, if Tyson Fury would have went on and he was literally legitimately misinformed by the referee on what the ruling was on the cut. And let's say the fight gets stopped. Well, now Tyson Fury has a legitimate gripe because he was given by the top official dealing with the fight, the third man in the ring, that this was accidental. And now the fight was stopped. He maybe he loses on the scorecard or no, if, if it stopped and it's due to a punch, it's a TKO. Yep. Now we have a problem yeah. because Tyson Fury was, was bad, misinformed by the referee. And that was a bad cut. It was, that a, was bad a bad cut, cut man. And um, and then going further in the fight, obviously Tyson Fury looks dominant. He's looking good in the fight to a point, I'm going to say. And uh, 12th round comes around and yo, Otto Wilder started cooking. Look, he had Fury hurt and looked like he had an opportunity almost to even finish him at one point in time in that 12th. Yo. I, me personally, I look at this. If that Tyson Fury comes out to fight Deontay Wilder, he gets starched. If he comes in that, like, granted, I don't know if the cut had something to do with it. I'll chop it, I'll chalk it up and say, look, the cut made him change the game plan, made him do whatever, it made him react differently. So I guess I will hold him to it. But I'm going to be honest with you. Tyson Fury should look at this and actually be wary of this. That's not a good look. He should have watched this dude. So I disagree. Um, I think Tyson Fury looked awesome against Deontay Wilder. And we tend to forget. I didn't say he didn't uh, look awesome against Deontay Wilder. Well, let me let me get there. We tend to forget the type of fighter that Tyson Fury is like historically outside of such an exciting event with Deontay Wilder. Tyson Fury has won a lot of these ugly 12 round decisions like he's not he's not treating everybody like he did Tom Schwartz, who was literally a bucket of shit. Like this is a little bit more honestly true to character for Tyson Fury. And I think he still shows up for the Deontay Wilder fight. However, styles make fights. And I think he was dominating. Obviously, the cut happened. He was buzzed in the 12th round. But I mean, the fight was never outside of that cut to me was never really in jeopardy. I, mean, I, don't I think had it 117, 111. That's the, that's what I called it. I called it 117, 111. So obviously I had him winning, but there were moments. And that's the thing. I'm talking about the moments in time. Yeah, he, 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 it was a dominant win, but it shouldn't have been that close. And the path, the point that he got cracked and got cut open like that and had two big gashes on his eye. I mean, look, there should legitimately be some cause for concern. Now, yo, they need to stop playing this game. We need to, I want to see this fight next. Hopefully, Deontay Wilder didn't bite off too much more than he can chew and he gets through Luis Ortiz. But that next fight needs to be, Fury next. Fury Wilder has to be the next fight. Stop playing with us. Yeah, and I may have misspoken. I, I thought Tyson Fury had a few more decisions, but he do, actually does have a few knockouts. Um, I mean, still, even that, he's not known as like the most powerful guy. And, you know, clearly uh, Wilder came to fight. I mean, styles make fights. I don't, this doesn't change the what I expect from the Deontay Wilder fight at all. Okay. It, well, it just but- doesn't for me. Does it change it for you? Does it change it? No, I still think it's going to be an amazing fight. Um, and the person who I think is going to, I mean, I, I, I've, I'm standing on my Deontay Wilder Hill. I've said he's going to win from the jump. I believe he made the biggest adjustments in that fight. Nobody gives him credit for his in-ring adjustments. In the eighth round, he was able to make an adjustment originally. He was able to drop Tyson Fury, and then he was able to make another adjustment again in the 12th round. 
he won the latter half of that fight. And I don't think people don't give him enough credit for that. So um, I think the, he does very well with rematches. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, this fight. And I think he's going to make the biggest adjustment. I think Tyson Fury fought almost as well he, he can possibly fight. That was prime, amazing Tyson Fury. And that was one of the worst Deontay Waters that I've seen. Now, granted, I think that shitty Deontay Wilder was because of the great Tyson Fury. But I feel like Deontay Wilder can have a he will come. He will be better than he was this time. Yeah, I, I certainly believe that as well. But I mean, I definitely won't count out Tyson Fury. I mean, he put on a great performance even in the 12th round after he was knocked into whatever dimension. He still got up and I actually think he was able to hurt Deontay Wilder. Um, but, that, that, you know, that's still still a ways out. And I'm sure we'll speak a lot more about that. Um, before their February date. What I wanted to touch on with you was, in, listen, Serge, you know I don't buy into conspiracy theories and I say it all the time on the show that I really like to talk facts. I don't like to speak, in, I don't like to live in fantasy land. However, how do you feel at the quote unquote conspiracy theory that the fight wasn't stopped because Tyson Fury was the A side with all of this riding for the for the Deontay Wilder fight because nah, I mean if nah, they don't I'm not, I'm not going I mean granted it was a long count well no 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 I'm talking about because of the cut so basically oh, this fight. oh no 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 anybody I, I thoroughly believe anybody else they would have stopped that fight yeah because like that if that you was don't terrible stop the fight that cut like which yeah. was crazy like I mean, what are you going to stop it for if, and if, I mean they if let it, it go. wasn't Tyson Fury anyone else they would have stopped that fight 100 percent yeah, I'm there with you on that. Yeah, and I even mean, Deontay Wilder said that. Deontay, there's a, a number of fighters that actually said, like, yo, no, that a, anybody aside from him, it would have been stopped. But I, at the same time, I feel like it's impossible to move some of that bias for the referee. Like, he's going to know the fighters to a, to a certain extent. And, you know, he sees that cut, but he also sees Fury dominating. So, I mean, I, I it, it's a tough place to be uh, as, a, as a referee. You don't want to be the guy that they say stop the fight early, but you don't want to be the guy that didn't stop it at all. So I, it's a tough place to be. You got to make those quick decisions. And I mean, it was a bad cut, but the doctor didn't stop it. Right. And I guess that, that wouldn't even have been on the referee. That would have been on the doctor. The doctor did not stop it. And he was getting whatever word from Bob Arum or whoever it was. But I mean, he ain't stop it. They didn't, man. So look, uh, I, I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm glad he didn't stop it because... I'm going to be honest with you. It probably still wouldn't have messed up the Wilder fight. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it would have. So it's one of those things, man. Like I said, um, I'm happy they didn't stop it. Um, he, he, I mean, look, Tyson Fury is a badass. We, let's be honest. I'm nitpicking more than anything else just to talk about it a little bit. But look, somebody that's worthy of talking about, okay? The one that's worth talking about is Devin Haney. Devin Haney, when we, you and I first started talking, I'm not going to lie. Not that I wasn't sold on him, but I, look, I said he had a lot of time, right? He was good, but we'll see. Hey, man, the dude is the real deal. He is the real deal. He, 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 is, he, he has great boxing IQ. He's well-schooled. He's, he's literally evolving every time. Um, I love the way he and his team do business. Uh, man, he, he looked fresh going in there, rocking the Dapper, Dapper Dan. Dan. Oh, man. Look, dude, I, I like this kid, man. I really do. Now, after his last victory, getting this quick, this TKO win, now he has, your, he, ha, he is the mandatory 
for the WBC and um, Lomachenko. Does that fight happen anytime soon? And more importantly, should it? The fight does not happen anytime soon. Um, you know, maybe towards the end of like the next two years, maybe. Um, should it happen? I mean, Lomachenko wants to unify and then he wants to drop down. However, Lomachenko, he a motherfucking gangster. Like, and he has Lomo proved to him. be that. So, I mean, Lomachenko might might go undisputed and he might take that fight. I would not be super surprised. And But the thing is, like, I, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You know I love me some Devin Haney. The kid yeah. looks and great. He, and he's, he's worth super, it. He's super disciplined both in and out of the ring. You know, and he, I mean, he looks looks the look, walks the walk, you know, talks the talk, funny. everything he, about him. He's more, because everyone used to compare him to the, like, the Floyd Mayweather, right? I think he's more along the same lines as the Earl Spence. No, I, I well, personally, my, my opinion on that would be I definitely see, understand and agree with the comparisons to Floyd Mayweather. And given that he was around Floyd at such a young age, okay. he was able to develop a lot quicker and avoid some of the pitfalls that Floyd might have fallen into uh, earlier and throughout his career. Just just sitting around and learning. And that's the thing about being around top, you know, top level talent. You, that's type of thing rubs off on you. You can see Facts. the effects of it now. Absolutely. Now, as you. That's why I've gotten quick. so good at this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Working with people like yourself, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Sharpening oh, my sword, man. brother. I appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. I'm just happy to be here, you know. <laughs> um, but what I was what I wanted to get to was, you know, you're you're very quick to say he is the real deal. And I mean, you know, by all extent of the imagination, we all feel as though he's the real deal. However, it's just the eye test. Like it's just the eye test. We have not seen him in there against any type of anything close to legitimate opposition. So I think feeding to him to Lomachenko would absolutely be a mistake because right. I mean, I, I think he just needs to, to come along a little bit more before he takes a step up to what we consider the number one pound for pound boxer and fighting from fighting nobodies. That's, that's not fair to him. I mean, if him handlers, if his handlers allow him to do that, I have a problem with that. Right now, look, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I thoroughly believe that, Look, I trust his team. I believe in his team. Um, they're not going. He's going to be a star in this sport for a very long time. He's only twenty years old. And think about this: if at you know what they can, and I'm thinking about it in the same lines as Canelo, right? Canelo Alvarez is arguably the biggest name in the sport right now, right? If we're gonna have him fight, Loma, if we're gonna have Devin Haney fight Lomachenko, Canelo fought. Mayweather, probably earlier than he should have. He was 21 years old. Devin Haney's 20. If he goes out there and gets outclassed, which honestly, at this point in time, he probably would. I think he'll make it a good fight. I think he has moments to make it interesting. But if he fights him now, it could be one of the best things ever for his career. The same way I think the ass whooping that, that Canelo took to Floyd because of that, look at the way Canelo fights now. I think he his the defensive mindedness, his head movement, a lot of those things came from breaking down film and watching what Floyd Mayweather did to him. So in I'm just talking about obviously not the same type of fighters, obviously not the same type of fights. I'm talking about it more so in terms of this is a young pup coming up that has superstar power. Put him in there with a legitimate superstar. Then let him learn from that. 
Now, I hear you, Serge. However, when you think about Canelo fighting a Floyd, they bought Canelo along before he fought Floyd. This yeah. would be a huge, huge yeah. jump. He was, in level under, he was on his undercards. He co-main evented a couple of his. And I, I mean, I'm talking about from a talent standpoint. Yeah. Well, and also, again, he had far more fights at that point in time. Canelo had clo- like close to 50 fights. Yeah. However, you know, you remember when we used to play video games when we were younger? Well, you know, you used to play when you were younger. I play now. But um, <laughs> you remember playing like Mortal Kombat or like Street Fighter or something? The other yeah. Someone else come and pick up the controller. They press the start button. You have a new challenger. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, well, hey, we have a new challenger at 135 because Javante Davis don't want to make weight anymore. Now, exactly. now we're talking. Now that's we're talking. A, a bit more of a fight that's Ooh. not going to happen now, but it's ready. Now, you know, now that the fight Floyd there, Al- if we can get Davis versus Devin Haney, I'm there for that. You, you know, you know, Al and Floyd ain't going to let it happen. I that- am so. Oh, my God. You talk about dream matchups. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I know you like Tank. A lot of people like Tank. Yo, I'm rocking with Devin Haney all day. I don't know. I, I don't even know. I'm I'm just gonna. Ooh. I just like I think Devin Haney, man, and I'm not talking about in terms of that fight in particular. Man, I, I love it. I love how he uses his length. I love how he fights on the inside. Dude, his his he's smart, fam. He is so much smarter than a 20 year old fighter should be. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he absolutely that is. And dude, think- that dude is another level, man. And if you think, uh, going back to Lomachenko, if you think of the way Candle, Campbell gave him problems, Devin Ooh, Haney could, Devin could Haney essentially could do a better. if you let that, that that fight happen because he's, Devin Haney is a fight Luke Campbell. rangy dude. Yo, that's Luke the Campbell's fight the to make. That's the fight to make. You have him fight a Luke Campbell? Because again, it is a step up in competition. Don't get it twisted. Huge step up. Luke Campbell ain't, ain't no joke. But... It's somebody, if he does, it's that litmus test. You know what I'm saying? He would be an amazing litmus test. Because if you can get past a Luke Campbell, oh, okay. Well, then let's let's give you those guys. Yeah, I mean, that would be a, an amazing fight. Uh-uh. I, I think that that fight is actually a bit more tailor-made for Devin Haney's style. Because, I, I mean, do he does some similar things that Luke Campbell does, but he does it faster. Yeah, he does it he's quicker. more explosive. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to say he's more powerful. We just don't know how that power holds against top level opposition yet. I'll say but he's I more mean, explosive, though. Yeah. He's yeah. Got, he's, he's more twitchy. Yeah. He's definitely, definitely more twitchy, man. He'll go out there. He, he, he'll, he'll land some shots, man. Dude is super twitchy. So um, I love that, man. I love that fight. I love, um, I love Devin Haney. I think he has the potential to be one of the. Okay. Last thing about Devin Haney. Will he be, is he the best out of the new crop of prospects? So we're going to say the new crop of prospects, obviously Devin and Haney, Orion Garcia, yep. maybe we include throw Tank in there, Tevin yep. Farmer. Yep. Who else we got? Um, that I actually had that anyway? Oh, no, anyway, I also put um, Caleb Plant in that mix. He only has 17 fights. Um, these are still newcomers. You know, I mean, you got to put in anyway at number one. Anyway, you, we got we got to stop disrespecting that guy. Anyways, your anyways is pound for pound top 10. So he is definitely and he doesn't have that many. How many fights does he have at this point? Does he have 20 yet? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't got that pulled up. Yeah, no. That, I mean, regardless, it's not he hasn't been doing it that long. I mean, but will anyway still be considered a prospect at this point in time? No. 
Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I guess I not. I mean, he's not a prospect, so no, he's a prospect. I'm talking about these young 20, 20, pre, 20 pre, 24 pre-championship level. Yeah, absolutely. That's why you got the Devin Haney's, you got the Ryan Garcia's, not Tevin Farmer and them. No, not at all. Um, Devin Haney, okay. Devin Garcia, you got the, um, the what's his name? Floyd's boy who... Tio, you got Teofimo. You got Teofimo Lopez. Out of those three, Teofimo, Devin Haney, um, Ryan Garcia, who ends up being the best out of these three? I mean, you, you you know we have recency bias, and so no, but I'm, I'm talking about take take that away. I'm legitimately what? thinking about it. I don't, because I think Teofimo has superstar power, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but we've also seen Teofimo bl- blast through guys and be like, oh my gosh, that's real star power. He has a style that could give Lomachenko some issues, and then we see him have two eh type of fights, uh, again, and now uh, just one eh type of fight, and it was against a very very tough opponent. I think it was two. His last two fights were kind no, of no. It's just his last one. Is the the one before they knocked dude out? Mm, nah, I don't. I don't know. He just Did had he a, not? No, it was just his last fight against the super rangy, very talented, undefeated fighter. But I think even in, even in the fight before that, the knock the knockout that he got before that, he didn't look amazing throughout. So I mean, I for a prospect I, like that, you, I, know, I, I you know, you have I don't high think expectations. So. I don't think so because after that fight, remember leading into this one, he was the talk of the town. He was on everything. Everybody was even talking about. Look, their only issue that they had with him was he got married to his chick. No, that that's his that's his issue. That's not even right. That's whatever's going on with him. But um, I, I I hear you. I right now I, I think it's it's very easy to say Devin Haney looks the best. However. I'm not going to say he has the lowest level of opposition, but I mean, he. Well, let's he keep just it up. Teofimo probably at this point in time has faced the best out of yeah. the group. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Ryan Garcia, I think, has the farthest to go. I think he has some incredible gifts. I think he's really fast. I think him working with Canelo's team and Eddie Reynoso and those guys, I think, is really going to benefit him. Um, I do want to see what he looks like when he's pushed. So I, I just don't have it. I just don't have enough data on him. Right. The eye test, if we give like that little legitimate, like the eye test. The eye test for me, it's like Devin Haney, very, very close behind him is Teofimo. And then it's a gap. And then it's Ryan Garcia. I don't think it's that close with in terms of the eye test between Devin Haney and Tiafimo. And I've heard Devin Haney speak uh, speak about sparring Tiafimo and speak yeah. about seeing him in the gym. And he said that Tiafimo is nothing special. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I believe him. I, I mean, they're fighters. So yeah, but I'm that. also going through like judging the competition that they've had. Again, I think that Devin Haney does everything that Tiafimo does well. I feel like Devin Haney can also do right. And I just arms. think he he's longer. Now, I think he just looks a little bit more polished. But Teofimo does have some nice power. Now, granted, we didn't see it in his last fight. We, I want to see how he looks when he's actually opening up and kind of letting, letting things fly. But at the end of the day, man, I mean, th- th- that's still a solid, solid prospect. You know, he was the prospect of the year in 2018 for a reason. For some highlight reel knockouts while Devin Haney was, you know, winning decisions that went under the radar, but still looking great in all of them. Yeah, no, he did. He looked amazing, man. Um, but no, it's, it's good. And I can't wait to see. And honestly, like I said, Ryan Garcia is somebody we actually will talk about in a moment. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about Ryan Garcia now. Speaking Your of show. Ryan Garcia, <laughs> it, might, it might as well. Man. I'm looking at it. I was like, speaking of prospects, um, 
Yo, just signed a huge deal with Golden Boy after, honestly, a couple weeks of back and forth. It looked like he was about to leave. He looked like he was like, yo, screw this. I'm done. Like, I'm out. And now he turns around and signs a huge deal. It, what a week. What a week, <laughs> what a week for Ryan Garcia. Do, do you there think was this so is a problem? Going on. Um, <sighs> Can he continue I, I, sustaining I, I, with Golden Boy doing this? It, it seems like Golden Boy does this. Well, yeah, it seems like he's not the only one having issues with Golden Boy. Did you see that tweet I sent you from Mike Coppinger? I think I sent it to your Instagram. I'll check. No, I didn't see me look. Uh, What are you about to say about it? Um, Basically, Mike Coppinger tweeted, and um, Canelo says he considers his business with Triple G settled, and he's not motivated to fight with him a third time. Right. A reporter told Canelo that Oscar De La Hoya said he would fight Triple G a third time. Canelo said Oscar says many things that don't make any sense. Is this a golden boy thing? Is this a Ryan Garcia thing? Who knows? Ryan Garcia is the young guy. It's very, it's very easy to put it on him. He hasn't fought many people. And right now the boxing market in terms of uh, value for fights is very, very out of whack. Like I I think it's out of whack and Ryan Garcia is a victim to that because he's seeing the following that he has and he's not seeing the dollars yet. Um, and but he's not having those fights yet. Right. So it's very difficult for him to swallow. Now, he really got messed over with the situation with Sparrow getting arrested. That was unfortunate. Now, yeah. when it comes uh, when this whole situation comes up about the is it Duno? Yep. Yeah, he's going to okay. fight Duno, too. He's, he, it's, but, it's locked and loaded. It's already in there. Well, now and now it's signed for the Canelo undercard. However, there were uh, the opportunity was apparently there for him to fight that night. Uh, to fight Duno that night because apparently Duno was fighting on the same card. That's when reports started coming out that Ryan Garcia ducked the fight. And he's saying that never happened. The fight was never presented to him. He was saying he was trying to make the fight happen for literally just a little bit more money than he was already Mm -hmm. making. He said he didn't ask for a lot. He didn't ask for anything ridiculous. He just asked for a little bit more money. Um, And he wanted to make that fight happen. He wanted to show the people that he was ready and that he wasn't scared. He felt like Golden Boy wasn't giving him the little bit of money that he was asking for due to the change of opponent and due to the level of opposition, because Duno is apparently a much better fighter than Sparrow. I can't say that I've seen him fight. However, all all things considered, Ryan Garcia was pissed, and that's when he started going off on social media and everything uh, regarding Golden Boy. A couple days... Now, I, I just... People fight and make up, but that's the issue... I mean, you can learn learn about this in your relationship as well. That's the issue with taking your shit to social media. You look Thanks. stupid once you sit down with Oscar De- right back with the same person, sitting down, signing a big contract to fight the same motherfucker on November 2nd for probably more money than you would have made if you would have fought him that night. Exactly. So it's interesting that it happened that way. Um, I don't know, man. I- I'm glad the kid got paid. And more importantly, at the end of the day, I just want to see him fight and I want to see if this move, all this extra stuff he's been going, all the little dramas and everything with the baby mama drama and now the Oscar De La Hoya drama and the change in the camps and stuff. I just want to see how he performs. If he comes out here, if he's able to kind of block out the distractions and go out there and do work, whatever, man, this is just another blip on the radar. Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree. I mean, we are not speaking about this after, you know, if he has a sensational performance on November 2nd. Absolutely. It's going to be it's going to be one of those things. It is what it is. And it was just a thing. And he might be one of those guys that can operate under stress and trauma like that. You know, 
to me, the overarching theme is, you know, what's going on at Golden Boy? First, Canelo mix, misses Mexican Independence Day. Like, that was a big deal. It took a while to get that Kovalev announcement. They finally got it out. Now you have issues with your other big star, Ryan, Ryan yeah, Garcia. You didn't want me to move on, huh? I was, I've been trying oh, to get off of this my. and move on, but, I mean, it's cool. And then you start talking about extra topics. Ah, it's... You know what? It's good. Let, let's talk about that. Since you, you, you since you jumped into that and you talked about it, let's talk about Canelo. Canelo, and again, because this is still goes to the Golden Boy conversation, so it still works. Um, Canelo Kovalev just finally got announced, right? They had the the they had the uh, the press conference. You even said it yourself. Canelo even says, "Buddy, doesn't you know whatever." It's been all over the place. First of all, seeing this, I'm not gonna lie. I'm happy this fight is happening. I'm happy. I'm happy it's happening so soon. Um, but I think it has been interesting all the drama that's been going on with Golden Boy. Um, it kind of seems like it's falling to shit. To be honest with you, low key. Yeah, low key. I mean, it's it's it it, it doesn't look. It's way great too much infighting. Right now. It's way too much infighting, and let's be honest. Golden Boy doesn't have that many. They're banking on Ryan Garcia, and that's why Oscar De La Hoya said he's going to be a $700 million athlete. He's trying to build that to be the next big star, but he hasn't done anything to prove it to this point in time. It's not like Floyd Mayweather going out there and beating up Diego Corrales. You know what I'm saying? It's not like Floyd going out there and beating Jose Luis Castillo. He's not doing that. He's fighting whoever the hell Mr. Sparrow is. So, I don't know what's going on with Golden Boy. Oscar, we know, has had crazy issues. He's probably out there on cocaine and hanging out with strippers again. Who knows? I have no clue. It is what it is. (laughs) But, if he doesn't get it together, he's going to end up losing a lot more um, then a couple fighters, he might end up losing some of his biggest stars. And if he, they lose Canelo, yo, you can cancel Christmas. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Everything except Oscar being back on the drugs. We need hard evidence of that. However, <laughs> like this is not the first like podcast that has insinuated that Oscar is back on drugs, which is wild. I mean, I know he has a history, but like, damn, everybody just going to so openly talk about the fact that I, maybe Oscar's back on drugs. And I hope he's not. I hope he's healthy. He's and doing there's something drug ish shit. That's why. Communication with your fighters has to be better. Like someone should have spoken to Ryan Garcia before he was out here on social media. Someone should have been speaking to Ryan Garcia as soon as Sparrow got arrested, the fight called off. Someone should have spoken to Ryan Garcia beforehand. I believe they did. They told him the whole situation with the warrant uh, was taken care of when it actually wasn't. And that was the first uh, issue he had. But like no one's communicating with him. Back to the relationship is vibes. Communication is key. <laughs> like, facts. come on now. You, you just facts. speak to him. And it doesn't seem like anybody was speaking to him. And that caused a problem there. So, you know, who knows what's going on with that Golden Boy stable? Also, I, I just randomly had a had a thought from what we were speaking about before. We forgot Shakur Stevenson and that whole prospect, young prospect. Man, that was the other one. But he's still I have him over um, Ryan Garcia at this point. Also, he'll be my third. Actually, it might be my second, low-key. It might be Devin Haney, Shakur, Steve Stevenson, Teofimo, Ryan Garcia. And that's no knock on any of these guys. They're all incredible. You know what I'm saying? But Shakur's legit, man. 
Yeah, he might be number one for me. I mean, he's already shown improve a little bit more than everybody else. Yeah, but in terms of yeah. longevity, I mean, yeah, he's Devin, also Devin been a pro a little longer. It. I feel like no, no, he hasn't. He's the young. No. Buck. I Damn. think Devin Haney was actually pro before him mm. because Devin but Haney remembered. But yeah, they they brought him up in Mexico and shit on some Creed shit. Yeah, I'm correct good for him. Good for him, man. All right, man. Look, moving right along. Big fights coming up. Big, big fight. Is that this weekend or it's next weekend, right? Next weekend. Next weekend, we have the IBF Welterweight Championship, Errol Spence Jr. versus Sean Porter. Look, I don't want to get into the X's and O's of this fight real quick, but I do want to know. Wait, no, no, he ain't the only only belt. Uh, Sean Porter got the WBC. No, I know, I know. Unification. Yes, it's a unification fight. Um, it, It should be a dope fight. It's a, it seems a lot more testy than it was in the beginning. These are guys who known each other. They've called each other friends. But it seems like Errol Spence might be getting a little bit pissy. Might be getting a little irritated with, you know, Mr. PBC himself, Sean Porter. I don't know, man. Have you noticed a little difference in the demeanor? And do you feel like Sean Porter at this point in time is actually, I don't want to say getting in Errol's head. But do you feel like it's adding an extra little oomph into this fight? No, no, no. Um, I think that they had a conversation at the beginning of this promotion and said, we got to sell this fight because no one wants to watch friends fight. So they've got they've made it appear that they are pro- that they're oh, a bit more testy boring. than boring. I don't hope that's not I, the case. Yeah, bro. I mean, they're they're cool. And all of a sudden they're trying to manufacture this beef out of nowhere. Like, I don't believe that shit. You don't at all. believe he can be because what it seems like because it doesn't seem like there's much malice behind it, but it does seem like fam, you talking shit like you can do something. I'm going to knock you out like we both you and I both know who's better. I'm going to knock you out. And that's how I feel Errol Spence is at this moment in time. It's like, bro, like I, I get it. You, you're like the face of this organization. You, you talk. You're one of the commentators. So you got to talk a good one. I know you want to sell this fight, fam, but now you're irritating me. I'm going to knock you out. That's what it feels like to me. I mean, it, it feels like that. But I also think that's just part of him building the fight. I, I definitely think they had a conversation like, yo, don't take nothing to heart. We're going to build this fight. We're going to get this money. Likely Errol Spence will win. I don't think it will be close. But I mean, I, I don't I, I think it's manufactured. I think this is ah. the epitome of manufactured beef. Uh, as we record this on day three of Takashi Six Nine's testimony, <laughs> damn, yo. But um, why, 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 buddy? Said I just saw somebody wrote. That's why I put on Twitter that said Takashi Six Nine has more, uh, more features on. Wait, let me just read it because I don't want to mess up because it had me dying laughing. Okay, so Fonte from the group Little Brother. It's an amazing group. Fonte's one of the best rappers ever. Dude's the beast. Uh, but my man said, he said, man, this nigga got more features in his testimony than he did on his album. <laughs> uh, he, he is going ham and I haven't even caught all of it. I mean, I've no, caught he, more so the memes, but like it's been a, it's been a lot. It's, dude, he is out there. He's out there tricking on people on some like Oprah. You were a part of it. You were a part of it. You were a part of it. Dude, dude is wild. He's a snitch. It's crazy. When have we ever seen a rapper just like essentially get crucified like this? Like just out there openly te- testifying against his gang? Like, I mean, 
Like oh, the rappers, we, all we, we've never stuff. seen, and they reporting on it so crazy every single day. Hey man, well look, the moral of the story is, don't be an internet gangster. Yeah, um, yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. Like, but don't pretend, be yourself, kids. All that being said, I think the Spence and Porter beef is absolutely manufactured. <laughs> Just don't feel. Uh, he's manufactured like Takashi Six Nine. You. <laughs> Uh, what's it called? All right, man. Look, I'm with you. I think it's going to be an amazing fight. I cannot wait. We'll break it down a little bit more next time. Bruh, anything you want to say in closing, man? Uh, nah, man. I'm, I'm excited for the fight next week. Um, you know, the only fight this weekend. I mean, we, I think we've done well this year in terms of boxing. This is a bit of a dull weekend. I, I believe we have, uh, Peter Quillen fighting Alfredo Angulo for a shot at Caleb Plant's title. Uh, so, you know, that may be some eye candy if you need something to watch for the weekend uh, on the PBC side. But, yeah, it's a it's a light weekend. So I'm excited for ne- next week as we get back to some real fights. I'm actually excited for that undercard as well. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for uh, a couple of days from now. And I'll, we'll see what Arizona has to offer this weekend. There it is. There it is. Oh, really quick. What do you think is going to be a better event? Because November 2nd. Canelo and Kovalev fight. On that same day at Madison Square Garden, the UFC will head headline be headlined by the baddest motherfucker championship, Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. The biggest fan favorite fight of all time is happening the exact same day. Which fight would you be watching if they're at the exact same time? I mean, look, I, which fight will you be watching is the question. I'll be watching a boxing fight. Um, however, at the we, same time, I'm definitely watching them. The, 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 uh, the, we're, if we're talking skill for skill, right? What's a better fight? Masvidal Nate Diaz is a far more compelling fight. Oh my gosh. I don't agree. How I could mean, you not agree? You, you don't have a, you don't have room to argue or agree about anything in this fight. You don't watch those sport this sport, and you don't know those guys the same way. I, I can do actually, know Canelo and Kovalev. That I, is something I can a, speak about. But you can't speak on the other end, so you can't argue the point. Well, what's your argument on why you think that those are two better? That is a better fight, because a better it, level be, of competition than this side. Because if we're looking at it, I think we're two guys in their prime who are actually going out there. This is a fight that the fans have wanted to see, and it is stylistically a better matchup stylistically. Not saying that they're better all all like, you know, pound for pound fighters in their you know particular sport. It is a better fight stylistically than the other fight. I think the Kovalev and uh, Canelo fight would have been more entertaining if both men were closer to their primes. One man is smack dab in the middle of his prime. The other guy is not. I don't think stylistically it's as entertaining because at the end of the day, you have Canelo, whom is great defensively, moves his head incredibly well which makes it very difficult for somebody with a great jab to, to land that punch. And he's a body snatcher. So fighting an older dude who is possibly the worst of the champions in that weight class at this present moment in time against arguably the number three pound for pound fighter in the sport today, or watching two guys that are extremely evenly matched in their prime in a matchup that people never thought would actually happen. 
if and to add honestly with star power because if we look at the other end with Masvidal and Nate Diaz, those are two stars. Kovalev doesn't really have the crossover appeal, even though Canelo is the bigger star out of all four of them. He's the biggest star out of all of them. So again, stylistically, what is the better matchup is the MMA fight. So I want to watch that one more because I think it is going to be a better fight all around. You're painting a storyline that's favorable to the MMA card, and where you're you're so quickly to write off Kovalev when he just had a great no, performance no, against against against. Wait, hold on, hold on. I let I let you talk. Can I have some time? No, because you're having a stupid argument. This is a dumb okay. argument. Oh, okay. Go ahead and okay. give me your stupid argument. And you you got to call my argument stupid. And, it's and, and stupid so you want to hear? Because you don't even know the others. If you don't know those guys, you've never watched them fight. You know, like it's like I can argue because I know both sides. So I can say, well, if I'm talking about matchup for matchup, I can give you an argument. You're going to argue the fact what I said when you don't even know the other side. So it's a stupid argument. I still believe that the bigger fight of the night, star power and talent wise, is going to be How on the boxing side. How can you say talent wise when you don't know the other guys that well? Are, are both of these guys pound for pound fighters? Yes. Right now, top ten. Yes. Where would you where would you rank them in the top ten on the MMA side? Top ten? Well, dude, Kovalev is not top ten. No, I never, I never said he, I never said he was. I'm asking no. about the MMA guys. No, I'm not gonna put. Actually, I'm not gonna put either of them at top ten right now. I'm putting him top twenty. Well, but Kovalev is definitely top twenty. He's a three time champion. Good. Uh, Canelo's that, moving up. To, Canelo's phenomenal. moving up. To, Canelo's moving up two weight classes, and he, he okay. is a top five pound for pound he's fighter. Top, I, and I said he was the number three guy. Yeah, he's a top five pound-for-pound pound fighter, yeah. moving up two weight classes. Okay. We, we think Canelo's going to win, but really we don't know what's going to happen with the weight differential. Have you those other guys fight? Yeah. You've watched Jorge Masvidal fight? You said either. I didn't say, oh, I didn't say both okay. of them. And so, and so again, no, no, I've, I've seen Masvidal fight. I've seen Masvidal fight. Quick, you quick watch knockout. Fight. It's five-second fight. You saw that? Everybody saw it. Okay. <laughs> can't say so, I didn't watch a fight. Again, I watched the full fight. You can't Live. have this argument you can't have this argument if you don't know the other side. Because you're talking about me painting a picture on the MMA side. I'm not. I'm painting a picture as a combat sports fan. And I'm actually trying to let people know who is going to be a, what is a better all overall matchup. I can actually give an objective, not biased look. You cannot. I, I hear you. And I am biased. And that's so, fine. Again, I think, I think in the ring point. that night, there would be a better level of talent on the boxing well, side. How can than you there say that? On the MMA side. Because you're not talk, speaking about either of either, either the fighters. You, don't, you, either, can't, you cannot either of the say fighters that. on the MMA side. You, you just said that neither of them are, are top 10. You we have a top not, five and a top 20 you, guy no, on the, no, on the no, boxing no. side. You cannot say, especially not seeing these guys fight, that the talent level is going to be better. At one point in time, I could have absolutely said that, but both MMA guys at this point in time are better talent-wise than Kovalev is. So, what? again, I either watch of them both, either have belts. I watch both sports. You don't. So, how are you making this argument? I, I'm asking. Neither of them have belts. I, I'm talking about talent-wise. I'm looking at two in, in incredibly matched, great fighters. These are all-time great level fighters. Belts, honestly, I don't give a shit about belts in this capacity because this is one of those dream fights. Just like this Kovalev, you know, Canelo is, it is a dream matchup. A fight that nobody actually believed was ever going to happen because they've both been in different weight classes. They're doing all kinds of stuff. 
and they have finally been able to make this together. It was a perfect marriage of time. It was the perfect combination of specific things. That's why this fight is actually happening at this point in time. And storyline wise, it is, you know, compelling. You have two guys right now. There are two. And again, this is what I will say. Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz right now are hotter than the than Canelo Alvarez and and, uh, and especially Kovalev. They're hotter pop culture wise. If we go ahead and we look at mentions and shit right now, those guys are bigger names. It's something that they were just talking about on ESPN, how big these guys are with the pop. So if we're talking about star power, that is a bigger star power matchup in the evening. Canelo Alvarez is huge. In America, Sergey Kovalev is not. The other two guys in America right now are huge pop culture-wise. That counts for something. And they are extremely skilled. These are two of the most skilled individuals the sport has ever seen. So once again, you don't know the fighters. You don't know the fights. So how can you even argue what you're saying? I'm arguing the boxing side. I'm not you're arguing not, for no, the MMA side. How are you arguing I'm not the boxing arguing side, for the MMA side. But you don't understand the MMA side. So how is it when I'm actually saying this, you're like, oh, no, these guys are better skilled. You guys are this. You don't even know the guys. I'm not. I'm not. I don't not know the MMA side totally because we're speaking about level of talent. And you we don't say know we have the a top, talent because you I haven't just, watched I the just fight. asked you if they were top 10 pound for pound. And you said I, both. Neither of them are. We have a top five and a top 20 fighter in boxing. And I, we have dude, the top five. I am talking about up, match up two skill. Weight I'm talking about That's skills. a compelling story in itself. I you're speaking about, about the compelling skills. story on the MMA side. I painted I'm a picture. I painted a picture of, again, the thing is what is going to be the better matchup of the night, not what fanboy casual fans are caring about. I'm talking about what is going to be a more compelling matchup, what is a better, what for my money, for me personally, what do I believe is going to be a better fight? If I paint a picture, I'm looking at both of them. I'm looking at two fighters in their prime who are actually in a fight that nobody ever thought was going to happen to the best fighters. Like, again, this great matchup here against another incredibly fun matchup. It's going to be great. You got Canelo Alvarez moving up two weight classes, doing his thing, but he is fighting somebody who is a little bit more long in the tooth, and he's actually fighting him at the perfect time for one. There is what people are looking at that fight and saying, we know the path to victory, and Canelo, everyone believes, is going to win that fight. You look at the other side and everyone's like, I have no idea. This is a toss up fight. This is amazing. They're both great fights. I wasn't shitting on boxing. So I know you're a boxing guy. Don't have to be so sensitive. What I was doing was I was sitting there. Yeah, you super sensitive with that one. So how am I, I sensitive? Because I have a point to defend. Like that's not no, being sensitive. That's defending you don't have my a, point. How do you, but you're defending a point based on what information? Based on information that you gave me, it's a higher level, higher level of talent. It's a bigger it, it. The other side of it, the MMA side will be a bigger pop culture thing. And you may get more casuals over there. But I think it's oh a better match. All right. Side. I'm done. I'm done with the conversation. That's because fine. You literally That's just fine. answered my you literally said the reason why I said it, what is going to be the bigger event? What should it be is going to be. So you're saying I, you believe you, that you, fight is going to said. Let you said finish. that the boxing side would get bigger, more casual fans. And I was telling you the more casual fans more, will, will go towards the MMA you side. That you said it's going to be. All right. Agree to disagree. Agree, That's to, fair. agree to disagree, even though, once again, shitty argument on your part. OK. You OK. <laughs> <laughs> shitty argument on your part. It's OK. I understand. It happens. Um, dude, only reason I said it is, again, you, you didn't. You're, I'm not shitting on boxing. I think boxing is going to be if that thing is going to be a great fight. I was just I, talking I, about I, two guys in their prime is is a fight that 
this is two guys in their prime with title implications. Another one is title implications also, but it's also a guy who won't stick around in that weight class. He's going up there to get this belt, get this money, and go back to his weight class. We got two guys that are actually fighting, and the winner of this fight gets a title shot. Like, and again, it's, I think there's more storylines and it's more compelling on this side. Not saying that the boxing doesn't have many. It has a lot. I think it's a great event. I think the MMA fight is going to be a better fight. I think it's going to be a better fight. Not saying that one's not going to be better. I think that is going to be a better fight because it's a closer contested fight. I think Canelo, skill-wise, is far better than Kovalev at this point in time in his career. That's how I should have said in the beginning. I, I, I hear you. Um, and I disagree, but you know, obviously I have some box, some boxing bias. So you got to let that fine. go, bro. I'm telling you, man, that's the thing. I'm, you, 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 be, you, you, you act like better. I don't support MMA. No, you come on. If I say anything about, I, I have been critical on MMA the exact same way is I'm, I'm critical on both ends, bro. You can't be biased, man. It's, it's, I'm, it's, it's easier, bro. Let it go. Well, I have to be biased because I'm just not as big an MMA fan. I, I do watch MMA, but not to the extent if, uh, that you watch it. So, of course, I'm going to be biased. <laughs> I'm not. I don't think it's like a terrible, a terrible thing. But I mean, I just watch more boxing than I do MMA. So, of course, no, I'm going to be the boxing guy and you're going to be the MMA guy. Totally That's understand. natural. One thousand percent. But uh, all right, bro. Well, look, time is coming to a close just because I'm watching the type click away. Um, yo, man, got to do it again soon, man. All right, man. We'll be back here next week. Absolutely, bro. I, always a pleasure. Be, be uh, in 30 seconds or less. Tell them where they can find you. Instagram, BCAM13 with two M's and on Twitter at BCAMThinks1M. There it is, my dude, BCAM. Always a pleasure, bro. All right. Talk soon. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, uh, welcome back, man. Uh, that was my conversation with Brandon Camille, man. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Look, I'm not gonna lie. At the end of that, I hung up, man, because I do the um, I have to do record. I record them separately. Obviously, it's not done at the same time. Yo, afterwards, I had to call B up, man. I was like, Yo, fam, I was out of line. My bad, man. I shouldn't have came at your head that way. But whatever. Bro, I still feel it, man. I still feel that way. Uh, you gotta know what you're talking about, but man, I should I should have played devil's advocate a little bit better, man. But look, all jokes aside, um, love and appreciate Brandon for coming on the show as always, doing what he does best and help me break down fights. Uh, always appreciate it, man. Um, look, all in all. Yo, that's about all we have for the guy to, uh, for for you guys today. Uh, remember, check me out if you have not already. I am actually on the September eighteenth episode of the Ben Jaworski show. I am talking politics on there. You can find that on the Chicago Sun Times website, or you can go ahead and find it directly on YouTube, the Ben Jaworski show. Um, so check me out on there. If you have not had opportunity already, check us out everywhere. Podcasts are available. iTunes, Google play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Check out the website, www.thefightpodcast.com. Follow us on all social media platforms at the fight podcast. Podcast. Follow me at Sergi Synthet. Follow Bcam, man. Follow Brandon Bcam13 and at Twitter Bcam Thinks. And uh, yo, thank you as always for listening. I'm your boy Sergi Synthet. Check us out again. Also, check out our IGTV uh, channel and things we got going on there, man. Um, always breaking news for you. 
All right, guys. As always, I'm your host, Serge Vicente. I'll see you guys next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Love you guys. Deuces. Deuces.